You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. This is episode number 20. I am so happy you are here. This is kind of a fun episode for me. I am going to have you listen in as I chat with a former coaching client of mine, Catherine, and we go on for quite a while, but I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just going to let us talk and you can listen in and you can hear how Catherine first found me through the Crock-Pot site and how we started working together and how her mindset sort of shifted as we worked together. She's a teacher, so we did Dream Life Coaching, which is my three-month coaching package, and we went last summer, over the summer months, and it was fun, and it was wonderful, and you can share her sort of trickle-down mindset approach when it comes to how now she has incorporated some of our coaching techniques into her own life and her own family and also in the classroom. So thank you again for being here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Catherine. I am happy you are here. And what is so funny is I just hit record because we were laughing because I wanted I wanted to title this Real People, Real Clients, Catherine from Canada. <laughs> and I said, um, yeah, Canada's a really big place. I don't live near Alaska and I don't live near Washington State. And I don't like No, Canada's it's true. Too. I'm I'm, like, I'm such I'm such a stupid US, American. Right? In in my mind it's all one place. It's like when I was uh twelve or so, my grandparents took me to Scotland and uh this kid says, Oh, I have a cousin who lives in San Francisco. Do you know them? <laughs> <laughs> and even if you were, even though you're from San Francisco, you know that San Francisco is a really big place. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Catherine, thank you. You, you are, you are my first client who, who I am getting to talk to and interview. And I just really appreciate that you got up early and you are recording with me. So thank you for being here. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, Steph. I look forward to our chats. And, and when we stopped our official coaching weekly sessions, I was really sad because I missed you. So it's a real pleasure to get to talk to you again. <laughs> well, I'm always here. So you can, you I can email me. You can yeah. ping me. I, I, I have, have not. <laughs> you have. <laughs> I, I have not disappeared. I promise. I and promise. That's what you said to me. That's what you said to me, and it's it's true. You know, I know I know you're always there, so it's awesome. So yes, Catherine from Canada. Um, <laughs> I'm, I actually well, live in. So, so the funny thing is, is now I can I can honestly say that I I have coached internationally. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All all across North America. Yeah. Oh, so that, so that would, ta- so that, tell yeah. me. I know you found me originally. Through crock potting, 
Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then correct. are you also gluten-free? Um, I'm not a hundred percent gluten-free. Um, I'm, I, I have gluten reduced simply because of having listened to my body and how it responds to, uh, to a lot of wheat and, and, and a lot of gluten, but mostly wheat, um, in particular, because gluten of course is in all kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, that's how I, I found you. Um, initially it was through slow cooking because, you know, I wanted more slow cooker meals for, my family. Um, I'm a I'm a mom of three amazing kids, uh, and uh, they're, you know, right now they're 16, almost 13, and 10. And uh, at that time, they were younger, and life was even busier. <laughs> um, so, for me, uh, yeah, I found you through slow cooking, and then I just kind of followed you along as as you grew and kept subscribed to your. Uh, your newsletters and I saw you transition into like towards coaching and having followed your story and you being a, you know, a a woman, a mom, a wife, your sense of humor. I love your sense of humor. We, we have, you have a great sense of humor, Catherine. You're fun to talk to. You're a lot of fun. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You're a lot of fun. So one thing that that popped out just then was when you're talking about the gluten is you were talking about how you were listening to your body. And so what, what was the, the big shift there? Did you find that you needed to sort of kind of pause and, and slow down and take stock? Was there a huge turning point for you in, in order that you needed to kind of turn inwards or have you always sort of been wired that way? Well, I've I've always listened to my body, always. Um, sometimes to its de- to my detriment, uh, the detriment of my mental health. I think sometimes because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I really, really, really need to slow down, or oh, okay. Uh, um, but so for me, I was just really feeling bloated all the time, and I thought this can't just be hormones. I know that you had an episode where you talked all about hormones. And I think we'll probably touch on, on some of that today too. But for me, it was, it was like, I'm bloated all the time and it's not just cyclical what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course there's the cyclical bloating too, uh, which, you know, we can certainly go into that for, for my journey as well. Cause that that's been quite a journey over the past year as well. Right. I like that, that you're naturally kind of intuitive and, and go within. I, I know we banter back and forth and, and you, you follow your, your horoscope and your notes from the universe and, and things like that. So, so My had it, horoscope, you mean. <laughs> so, so there's, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. So when, so when it comes to like listening to signs in your body and like signs from the universe, which talks louder to you? Signs from the universe, for sure, because my body is part of the universe. Oh, interesting. Right? We cannot take our, we can't remove our bodies from our, our environment, right? Mm-hmm. We are literally what we eat. We are literally what we consume, whether that's information, whether that's food, whether that's products, 
we are what we consume. So to ask whether it's the universe or my body, you can't really have one without the other. And we, like everything that we do, the way we tread on Mother Earth, like I am so fortunate to live on the traditional territories of the Anishinaabe and the Haudenosaunee where I am. Mm -hmm. And I know that my mind, my heart, my soul, my body um, becomes hard and unhappy when I'm not connected with nature in some way. And even like, even that's a, you know, a, a five, 10 minute walk outside um, where I'm not only seeing concrete and houses. Um, yeah. It's really, really important. So my body responds so strongly. Like I went for a walk this morning with my dog and as soon as I got out there, I felt I felt exhilarated. I was like, oh my gosh, the sun is shining. And it, it's, 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 yes, I'm in Canada. Yes, we have snow. <laughs> we don't have snow all year round right here no. where I live. Okay, so, so you sound. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So you sound very at peace and, and very grounded and very whole. So what made you seek out coaching? Because. I mean, what you just shared is completely, totally awesome blossom. So did you ever have uh, the feeling of, of like, oh my gosh, I am a hot mess? Like, did, has that ever even crossed your brain? Many times, many, many, many <laughs> times. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, like we have, sure, we have monthly cycles, but we have cycles of life too, right? Um, and basically from age 30 to 40, I was a roller coaster of hormones simply because I was either like you from 25 to 35. I was either pregnant, um, breastfeeding, uh, pregnant, breastfeeding, pregnant, breastfeeding, you know, for 10 years, almost continuously, absolutely 100% nonstop. And that took a real toll on, um, on my body when it was, trying to recover from that, those cycles. Mm -hmm. um, so did you find what, that you ended up sort of like losing your own sense of identity? Cause you were like literally <laughs> pouring nourishment into these other people. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that as soon as I, um, I speak to the kind of getting out of that cycle. Um, so yeah, going from the entire decade of my thirties being, uh, uh, a provider of life, <laughs> you know, um, literally growing these babies. Um, and then my body says, okay, you're done with that. I guess you still want, like my body still really loved being pregnant whenever it was. So it was, it was always ready to get pregnant. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh, my husband would look at me and I, we, we were really lucky in that we didn't have to try, if you will. I mean, I did have one miscarriage mm -hmm. um, before we had the three kids. Mm -hmm. uh, but so, so when I was getting, <laughs> when I was weaning myself from weaning, um, I, I, I was actually, um, <laughs> funny enough, you were a Lelechi Lake leader at one point in time. I was a, a breastfeeding coach. So I was okay. helping other moms with their, you know, learning how to breastfeed and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And 
and just helping them and supporting them because it's such a journey. Anyways, we don't need to get into that. But <laughs> when I was doing a, when I was doing a training session about um, emotional effects and mood disorders and and things that moms can go through um, when they're you know pregnant, breastfeeding. You know, one of the sessions I, I learned about. Um, of course, there's postpartum depression, but we we looked at um, PMDD, which yeah. you talked about in a previous episode, and I thought people don't oh talk gosh. about it. Isn't that interesting? Like, I think that was one of the reasons we connected. So, um, I don't know, like puzzle pieces is that uh, we immediately started speaking each other's language. I mm. I don't think PMDD is um, known about in in most circles. Oh, and it is, it it just, I remember you saying in your episode that people can't actually go to work and it gets in the way of people's relationships. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I actually started to cry when I was listening to that episode yesterday. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. It's so true. Um, It didn't get in the way of me going to work, but there's absolutely no question that it got in the way of, my functioning. And so recognizing those symptoms, and then it was like, oh, if these symptoms don't completely go away, once you start bleeding, mm-hmm. there's something deeper than that. So it's depression. Mm-hmm. So with all of this, I figured out that I actually really did need help. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, yeah, I, um, I sought help and, and so, you know, you said I, I seem pretty at peace. <laughs> and I am now. I yeah. really am. But it's because I figured things out and I've done the work um, mm-hmm. to get there. And I think people, yeah, I I, I got meds and I'm still on meds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I play with my dose mm-hmm. to make sure that the second half of my cycle, um, mm-hmm. I have a stronger dose to make sure that that PPM, that PMDD doesn't affect me as much, um, which is really funny because I had a hysterectomy about a year ago, <laughs> yeah. um, which is, you know, for a year before that, I, um, I was on meds waiting for the surgery. Yeah. And with that, um, it shut down my ovaries completely. So yeah. all of this stuff that I'd finally figured out with the, you know, okay, I know that I'm going to feel like this around this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it stopped. Yeah. It stopped. Like, oh my gosh, now what do I do? <laughs> so, it just put me into immediate menopause. And so, you know, I got, I got through that year of trying to figure things out and I figured it out and then I had my surgery. And so they removed my uterus and one of my ovaries because I had a cyst. I had a cyst and that was part of the bloating as well. You know, we talked about gluten and bloating and all that. And so with the removal of my uterus and my, oh, because, and and I had endometriosis, which is another thing people don't talk about. (laughs) Right. No, you know? I mean, yeah. No, it's re- it's really interesting how how being a woman and in a, a man's world is we're just supposed to kind of slap a smile on our face and and grin and bear it and um, oh, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, I, there's, there's, I mean, my gosh, there, there's a lot to unpack there of, of how there's we've so just sort there. of silently suffered for yeah. eons, but in gen, but yeah. Well, there's the whole concept of the red tent, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, um, it's such a great book. Such a great yeah, book. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it really is powerful. Yeah, so um, after my hysterectomy, a couple months later, my ovary started to kick into gear. And so now, after having gone through all of the figuring things out, and now I'm done, and so there's no bleeding, but I still have those hormonal cycles, mm-hmm. which is really, really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you and I... Um, we worked together after the hysterectomy and yes, after the, the health things. Yes. And so we worked on mindset and, and kind of healing some of the inner child and, and some different work on that. So how does that all play into sort of creating this new, I don't know, chillaxed, worldly, worldly, <laughs> Catherine? Well, I've always been fairly worldly, but what it has done, because I kind of lost myself, right? And that's what I said when I came to you, right? Like, I'm a mom. I'm mm-hmm. a wife. I'm a teacher. I teach high school. Um, and I'm a supporter of so many other people people, right? Teaching compassion and like just supporting everybody else. So I'm all of these things. I wear all these hats, but who is Catherine? Who's Catherine, right? I'm, I'm my husband's wife. I'm my kid's mom. I'm, I'm my dog's owner, you know, a dog's <laughs> person, whatever. Yeah. But, and, and my student's teacher, but who is Catherine, so I really sought you out to try and help me do some of that work and connect with, you know, who I am, who I want to be. Like, we get so muddled up in the daily grind and the hamster wheel, and um, you kind of lose yourself in it when you are in the throes of motherhood. Yeah, Um, life. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I, I knew we, we worked together for, for three months and, and what I like to do is sort of map out the future. And, and I did pull up your, your three-year plan that we had worked on, but <laughs> what is it like now that you can sort of envision future Catherine and you know what you're working towards? Has your day-to-day changed because you have that sort of future you that you're stepping into? My day-to-day certainly has changed from a year ago and even from, you know, right before I started working with you and even at the beginning, because when I was, when I started working with you, it was summer holidays and I was so resistant to routine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you start, you, you, the the first call was all about organization. So, I mean, we spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about a hot mess. Yeah. I mean, no, never. I would never describe you as that ever, ever, ever. Well, I mean, we all have our moments, right? And it, took, you know, like 16 years, 17, 16 years for this house to get to be an an overcrowded space 
that I feel like, I mean, I, I am so fortunate that I have such abundance. Um, but sometimes a lot is too much. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the overcrowded closet, like I have beautiful clothes, but other people would benefit from having some of my clothes that I don't necessarily wear. Right. Mm-hmm. So that whole mm-hmm. concept of, of cutting back, cutting back to what is important. Right. And I'm not talking necessarily to the point of minimalism, but minimalism goes a lot with um, the concept of living intentionally, choosing, choosing what's important, whether it's, things or experiences or priorities in your day. And so for my day now, it's much more intentional and much more planned out, even more so than what it was during the school year last year. Interesting, because you just said a second ago that you didn't want the routine. You were, you were, but you were bucking the system. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, the thing is all, all school year, I live by a bell. My yeah. life is ruled by routine. And so when you yeah. talk about routine in the summer, I'm like, is this really important? And Steph, you, <laughs> you said, I wanted you to Im- get out of bed early. And you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, that is so important. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know. Yeah, people so, don't like people yeah. don't like it when I tell them that. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. My, I, prom- I promise it's life changing. Even if you're a night owl, it's still life changing. <laughs> Well, you need, what you need to do is carve out some time in the day. And if you're a night owl, make that special time right before you go to bed so that it's reflective, contemplative, and you've got that um, quiet time to yourself. It's self-care. It is self-care. And for me. Well, well it's, and it's interesting because it's self-care in the form of self-discipline. Um, Mm -hmm. because you have to create the habit and and stick to it. And it takes a while to create a new habit and and people don't like to be told what to do. Um, you you don't like to be told what to do. Nobody likes to be told what to do. (laughs) My mother, when, when she gave up trying to put me to bed, she, I would fall asleep on the sofa instead because she, I didn't want to be told what to do when I was little, little, little. Um, but you know, there's something to be said for self-discipline. There's a lot to be said for self-discipline because like, even this morning I was tired. The alarm went off at 545. Now it's, it's darker in the morning later. So 545 now, Mm -hmm. but I can see in another few weeks, it'll probably be 530. And then another, like in the summer, it was five o'clock. Right. Um, you know, the, the concept of living in, <laughs> here I go back to nature, living in yeah. tune with nature, right? That mm-hmm. we are meant to be awake when the sun is awake, mm-hmm. right? Elsa and Anna, <laughs> I'm awake, that's awake, so let's play, you know? <laughs> that's really cute. Okay, so, so, so walk me through your, your kind of mm-hmm. mind drama and your mental chatter of the alarm goes off and you don't want to get up. What do you do? Because, um, I, I mean, that's that's real life. Oh, yeah. Um, so it has been a habit set, uh, mindset change. Um, so for me, before I made the decision to get out of bed, I would, you know, lie in bed in the morning and listen to the news, which is never a good way to start the day, by the way. Um, 
no, don't bring yeah. the world into my, into my space until into your, into I'm your ready bed. to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Let's invite all the politicians and all of the wars into your bed. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah. Um, so for me, making the decision to set the alarm, um, and I, I, I ask Siri to set it. I, I don't do even, yeah. 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 Siri. I know the, the, kid, the kids oh, make Siri, fun of me. Talk to me. Yeah. 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 But, and it's, and it's really silly. And I know you already know this, but I'm going to say it out loud to everybody else. The reason I ask Siri to set the alarm and why Catherine does is saying it out loud is you're setting the attention and it's, it's an auditory act. It's an intention and, and you're sort of presetting your brain by, by saying it out loud and by asking Siri or, or doing it. Yes, you can have an app and it will do it for you. But every single night setting that intention mm-hmm. before you go to bed of when mm-hmm. you're going to wake up is, is quite empowering. And, um, it, it just works. I'm sure there's brain science, um, but it, it but it works. <laughs> so. It really, it really does because it's very different from just getting up and turning the alarm off. Um, when you set your alarm at night, you're already setting yourself up for the rest of the, for, for your next day. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, layout because right now it's cold in the morning in our house um when i was working with you it wasn't so i didn't have to lay out my warm clothes (laughs) you know um before the before the the furnace goes on and and heats up the house really nicely um so i before i go to bed i set that alarm i lay out my like i put my slippers down i lay out a, a couple of you know like my my warm pink fuzzy pants and uh yeah ready to to get up and and get out of bed and and I set the alarm I, I put my I, I put it on my phone but I set it on the other side of the room yeah. like way on the other side of the room I cannot get up uh, I cannot turn it off from my bed so I physically have to get out and if my slippers are right there beside the phone then you just you put them on <laughs> you yeah. keep on moving I'm I'm really glad you're saying this out loud um <laughs> Because that is exactly what I do. And I, and I just, my, my friend Jennifer and I, we just had the same conversation. She's like, well, I just hit snooze. I'm like, no, you have to put it on the other side of the room. She's like, well, I don't do that. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what will work. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And my husband is an extremely light sleeper. Like I okay. cannot, like our son was up working really late last night and I was helping him and I, I tipped into the bedroom and crawl like and mm-hmm. like no one else in the world would wake up but my husband wakes up like yeah. oh you know yeah. so all the more reason why I really want to get out of bed and get across the room right away before he but what what's really interesting stuff is how my mindset mindset we'll say mm-hmm. mindset my changes in my life have had a ripple effect in my family. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they yeah. were fully on supportive. I mean, you oh, you yeah. told me in the from the get-go that your husband's like, yes, do this. Like, you should do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he said, if you And paying you money's hard. It, like, 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 I totally get. And investing in yourself and, and deciding to plunk money down for, for self-care is... It, it's very difficult and, and I totally get it. And I am a frugal person. Um, but when I look back on the money that I've spent on coaching, um, it has been insanely valuable for me. And um, 
So, so anyway, go, go I ahead. I agree. I agree because, and that was, that was part of the thing, you know, I was like, okay, um, so I'll spend money on my kids, piano lessons and violin lessons and traveling for basketball and ballet, like all of these things we pay uh, horseback riding, all of these things. <laughs> that I'm so lucky that my kids get, my kids are so lucky that they get these opportunities, but we pay for them. We pay for them. Like we're, we're really lucky that we've got those, that, that, um, the means to be able to provide these opportunities for the kids. And so if we're doing that for the kids, why am I not doing that for myself? What is stopping me? So that was, that was what, um, that was kind of my mindset too. To, to get things started. So going back to, um, to yeah, your, your trickle down, my, my kids, the trickle down. So yeah, it's like there's know. trickle down economics and then there's trickle down <laughs> mindset. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Totally. Now I, I do have to credit my son who is incredibly self-disciplined. Like there's, there's none of this. Oh, wait for the motivation to hit you or wait for someone to, you know, scream through a, a, a blowhorn to get yourself out of bed or anything. He is so incredibly self-disciplined. Like he understands that um, discipline is not what you want now. Discipline is what you want most. And uh, like your like your poster says, um, and I really <laughs> want to get a poster like that. I've got, I mean, I, I, I've looked it up. I think I'll, I'll order one because like it's, it's so true, but the, the trickle-down effect. So that whole uh, starting to wake up at 5 o'clock, my, my, just say my husband wasn't particularly enthusiastic because our alarm has gone off for years at 6 o'clock. We listen to the news in bed. We cuddle, just, you know, listen to the news and and um, and then get on with our day. But that is so funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Catherine, for messing up your cuddle routine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, eh? But yeah, so he was pretty reluctant. And then once he saw the changes in me, it was like, okay, that's awesome. So now he has been setting his own alarm for the same time I set mine. Oh, that is really cute. You've <laughs> got competing alarms and they're each going off at the same time? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's his so is funny. beside the bed because with his work, he actually does need to be contactable 24 hours a day. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, mine's on the other side. Really it's cute. funny. Yeah. And, and the kids, once I started decluttering my own stuff, they started doing their stuff too. So you can't make your kids do anything. You just have to show them how to do it. Um, yeah. I, I think that is, is such a huge takeaway. And, and when it comes to taking care of yourself and, and your own health and, and the food you put into your body and whether or not you exercise and whether or not you actually feel as if you're a disciplined person or not, the, the kids are watching. And, and I mean, we all just want great, happy, healthy, successful kids. And it really does start from taking care of yourself and, and modeling that behavior. And it sounds too simple to be mm-hmm. true, but mm-hmm. that's, that's really what it is. You want your kids to eat healthy, you better eat healthy. You want your kids to exercise, you better exercise. You want your kids to be organized and responsible, you need to be organized and responsible. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It goes back to that um, that poem, you know, that that kids learn what they live, right? Um, If they they learn, 
like if they live in hate, like with people around them hating mm. and, and, you know, um, then they're going to learn to hate. If they, if they live with love, they're going to learn to love. Um, yeah. And I think our world certainly needs a, a lot more love these days. Um, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. When you, when you started talking about the, um, the, the trickle down with your kids and then the, the living, because you are a teacher, you touch so many more children and, and humans and lives. So have you found that, that your teaching has changed in any way? Are, are you acting different in the classroom than you used to? Um, I've always been a big proponent of compassion in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so has my teaching changed? I don't know if it's changed tons mm-hmm. um, because I'm really good at giving advice, but not necessarily following my own advice. <laughs> you know, <if> we- <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, so are you catching yourself? Are you catching yourself a little bit better now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what, like we're, we're so good at being like it, that self care piece. Right. So talking to yourself as if you would talk to a friend, a good Mm -hmm. friend, right. Um, that, that is important to have as, as good self-talk. So being able to follow your own advice is really important. In the classroom, um, I've been really lucky to teach a couple, a couple of courses that, um, that actually focus on this type of thing. And had I taken my own course, woohoo, <laughs> um, I, I, I'd be in better shape, but I, I wouldn't have met you. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, I think, uh, there's so much about mindset that people really need to consider about how 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 impactful your mindset is on your whole life. You know, the way the way you think becomes your reality. Yeah. And if uh, if you think that you're going to have a great day, you're going to have a great day. No matter it, it, what. It sounds so simple. It sounds so like Hallmark quotey and bumper stickery <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it would work. Um, and, and I, and I, I totally get that because I resisted for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you yeah. think you're going to, like, it's true. Like your mindset, like, what is it that like, what is it that you Gratitude, gratitude yeah, creates your attitude or like, yeah. um, the positivity, like there's all these little mm-hmm. so, catchy so things. So I'm curious with, with that, do you sort of feel like you can kind of puppet master your own life? Do you feel like you're creating the, your own future because of your thoughts? Yeah, because finally I understand that I'm the adult in my life. Uh-huh. Or as you say, the adult. The adult. Um, yeah. <laughs> we spent a lot, we spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being able to to say, okay, Catherine, you are the decision maker in your own life. So now in the mornings, I used to sit around the kitchen um, or stand in the kitchen and 
be responsive constantly to my children's needs, my husband's needs, whatever came up, I was there to help. Right. But now um, they're so amazing at getting their own things, like doing their own thing and being like, they make their own lunches. Mm -hmm. They, they do all of that themselves. And as, as you, I've been raising adults, and one of my kids, um, <clears throat> pro- oh, gosh, she was probably about seven or so, and she said to her grandmother, yeah, I make my own lunch because mama's raising adults. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She didn't it's sound true. so happy about it. but <laughs> I know. I know. So that's the thing is we are not raising children. We are raising future capable, self-sufficient adults, because the end goal is you don't want them living in your basement forever. You really don't. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I love you, but I really (laughs) like to be able to um, see that I've done a good enough job that I know that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So go go ahead. I I was just going to ask, like, because your children are a little older and, and they're not in, in these uh, younger years any longer. Oh, my God. Do you have, like, a light at the end of the, of the road? <laughs> like, like, do you foresee retirement years or does that seem too, like, off in the future and far-fetched? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, my retirement date is less than 10 years from now. So okay. when you ask me, so where do you see yourself in 10 years? I'm like, okay, I'm going to be retired. Oh my gosh, what's that going to look like? Yes, there definitely is. Because, you know, in 10 years, my son's going to be 26 and he will be done probably two degrees by then. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then I'll, you know, and my youngest will be 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means unless for some reason they are, they've chosen to live at home and go to a school that's in our city or whether they um, are back for for some reason, Uh, it'll be my husband and me and maybe the dog still, (laughs) but um, oh yeah. And and what's nice about working with you is um, you, you didn't have relationship concerns. You weren't worried that you were on the wrong trajectory with your Mm -hmm. spouse. And, um, and, and so you can, look forward to that. But some people need to kind of course correct in, yes. in the last five to 10 years leading up to retirement. Well, that comes down to, uh, or it goes back to making sure everything that is in your life really matters and works for you. Right. And that you're making, that you're, you're putting in the work too. I think there are a lot of people in relationships that give up too easily mm-hmm. um, and don't put in the work. Because yeah. we see these soap opera romances and like, yeah. oh, everything is just so amazing and perfect and passionate <laughs> all the time. And, and yeah. you've, you've got to choose a partner who's your best friend because yeah. it can't be all soap operas. No. Um, and you need to respect one another, really. Yeah. I mean, what works so well for my husband and me is, is that it's like we can never do enough to try to make each other's day easier or better. Aww, like you're always just trying to like, 
like, what can I do to help you? Or, and, and we're both that way for the most part. We recently have our moms like, you know, yeah. we, when things this are is busy. Still, this is still real life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, yeah. uh, it's not all fairy tale all the time, but no. you know. So, um, so it's, re- it's really interesting because I mean, one of the reasons that, um, being just like a, a well-rounded life coach was so intriguing to me is is because I I truly believe in this kind of peace pyramid where you can't have a section out of whack. You can't have a, a bad relationship with your husband or, or spouse or, or have your house in disarray or or feel like your finances are a wreck and and feel at peace. It doesn't matter if you've got a a six pack abs or, or whatever it is, you're not going to feel good about yourself if the rest yeah. of your life is, is in, is in shambles. And, um, and I appreciated that with you is that you were ready and willing and able to roll up your sleeves and, and make sure that all of the components were in place because you didn't want to half-ass you, you wanted, you wanted a great life. Yeah. Well, and, and, and why shouldn't I? Why I know you deserve it. Right? You are everyone worthy does. and you deserve it. And, and that, I mean, is. everyone, everybody does. is. Yep. Yeah. And, and you just have to put in the work. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I know that that sounds daunting for a lot of people, but I think with COVID, um, people have had to face themselves in the mirror when we were in initial lockdown, right? And everyone was at home all the time, all by themselves. And we didn't have all of these distractions, um, you know, keeping us away from who we really are and figuring out who we really are. And when you are faced with only yourself in the mirror, if you put your phone away and stop scrolling, um, you know, uh, then, then you really need to be able to be happy with the person that's looking back at you. And that can sometimes require some pretty big decision-making. Yeah. No, it's true. I loved the lockdown. I, I, <laughs> you know what? I was I so excited. Too. I totally felt like That's I manifested it. I, know. I, told, I told you that, right? No way. Yeah. So, uh, so going into 2020. Sebastian, I, know. Um, I want the world to stop. <laughs> I know. Give me the morning. <laughs> I know. So, so going into 2020, we booked a beach vacation. And, and I know, I know we're in California, blah, you blah, blah. we have the beach. beach. I know. Come we, we, on, so, so anyway, we, well, a warmer part of the beach. Um, so so we, we booked this beach vacation and we had this lovely hotel suite with this kind of wraparound view and just the sunsets were amazing. And we're creating our vision boards because I, mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. walked January into first. the hotel suite yeah. with a whole bunch of magazines and, and glue sticks and ready to go. So the kids and I, and we were, were cutting out the images and I don't know, Ryan Seacrest is doing his countdown and it's so silly. And my board was, was the word slow and peace and tranquility and family and togetherness. And then we're all <laughs> locked down a few oh, months so, later. So we can all put this on you. Yes, it's, it's completely <laughs> my fault. <laughs> but I loved it. Like I was so yeah. excited to just all be home together. Like, like this is my happy place. So. Yeah. Me too. Me too. But that's because 
we're happy with our families, right? I think I think the lockdown was really, really hard for a lot of people that didn't have happy family lives and in oh, fact absolutely. quite dangerous for yes. for a lot of people um yeah. who who live in abusive situations. Yeah. Um, well that was why it was so important to get the kids back at school because mm-hmm. for, um yeah. Yeah. Put, putting but, safety but first. But I did yeah. too. I, I like because I like my kids. My kids like like I like my husband. I, yeah. I like we all like each other in our family and we get along well and we are fortunate enough to have the space mm-hmm. where we live. Mm-hmm. We all kind of went in our own corners of the house for our on online school for the day. Yeah. As as all long as us. you had Wi Fi it was a good day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And then we'd reconvene. Like honestly it was amazing we'd reconvene for supper and a sh- like a, a tv show we we went through uh like this a, a series of uh, an entire series that was on on air for 11 years we went through it you know um like one episode or two episodes a night sure. and it was really special to have that slow time and and I almost want things to lock down again you know like I want my family back because when things opened up for us things really opened up again a fair bit in September October of of 2021 and even November like we had sports going again my son was actually be able to play basketball like I mean we were we were live in person with lessons and things like that and and in classes yeah we were masked and I was wearing you know goggles and all this stuff but but we were in person and we could be together again and then um I was I was missing my family (laughs) you know I was really looking forward to the the holiday break and in December and uh and happy to have them back Yeah, it was funny, you know, December. um, So with Omicron hitting the world and us and changing our our lives again, um, I was faced with a situation where I had to self-isolate. There was a student in my class who who tested positive and that sent everyone home. uh, And I had to self-isolate for 10 days. Okay. In my house with my family away from me because okay. they needed to, you know, be safe from, from mama and, sure. and the potential potential COVID. So I, uh, as soon as I got the news, I went and got tested and then I, I isolated in our basement. Um, we have a, a spare bedroom office kind of thing in our basement. So I spent, I was able to end my isolation early by one day because I went and got the second test. But I thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, 10 days. Is that, like, what's everyone going to do? What am I going to do? 10 days. Oh, okay. And it really showed me that it's okay to do my own thing. Yeah. My kids are going to be okay. My husband's going to be okay. The world will continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do what they need to do without me orchestrating it all. And yeah. I can do what I need to do. Just me. Like, yeah. and no Take one care cannot, of yourself. Yeah. It was, it was really quite, um, it, it was a learning experience for me because 
yeah, I did sneak upstairs with my mask on and cook dinner <laughs> two nights of the week. And okay. I told my son exactly what to make the other night. But um, yeah, it's, um, it was okay. It was okay. Like I knew that my family was going to be okay when, when I was downstairs isolating. It was, it was, it was a powerful experience for me. That's awesome. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad that you're comfortable with being alone with your thoughts and you don't feel like you have to silence them. Like it, like it's okay to, to listen and, and kind of lean in and, and trust that you're on the right path. And um, I'm proud of you. I really am. You did a lot of work on yourself. And and it's trickling down. I think I'm going to continue to use that term. I really like that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Thank you. And I owe owe a lot of the kick in the pants to you. (laughs) Um, Because I just needed someone to be accountable to. Some people are really great at being accountable to themselves. Right? But... I needed I needed that external accountability to really get started, and now I can now I can do it. Um, it's still great to have a, a check in um, mm-hmm. every once in a while, and and the self check in sheets that you like that I did with you. I continue to do those myself now once a week. Oh, um, good for you! Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, okay. so it's it's interesting. It's the accountability, but then also. Um, I, I look at sometimes mindset as, you know, at Disneyland when you're driving the car, but you're not really driving the car because there's like a bar <laughs> keeping you from, from going off the road. Um, having a, another set of eyes sometimes on your thoughts and like, huh, how, how is that serving you here? And, and those type of things, um, is, is very helpful. And, uh, you were very receptive and, and, my my hat is off to you with that mm. because there were times when you would go off on a tangent. I'm like, yeah, so that's not actually really helpful here, Catherine. <laughs> Let, let's get you back on the road. <laughs> get that guardrail back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, and and journaling has been really um, has has really helped me on my journey too. Um, journey, journaling, huh? Journey, yeah, uh, same word. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but it was it was really helpful, and it really helped me dig deeper because it just there were the thoughts came out on the page, and some I look back at my journal, and some days the writing is just like a mess, and other days it's like oh neat and tidy, um, and that kind of represents your thoughts flow at the mm-hmm. time too, and that, and that's okay to get it out. Um, it is, yeah. Because we need to, we need to. The the self check in um, sheets that the, like the questions that that we worked on, um, I do find that really gives me perspective, and it is like almost that third person voice, you know, like that, you know. And it also, it, we, I remember talking about when you journaled, are you an I? Are you a you or are you a third person? What voice do you write in, right? Um, I go back and forth. What do you do? Yeah. I, I go back and forth too. Yeah, uh, sometimes it's an I, sometimes it's a you. And and sometimes even within the same journal entry, it's both, yeah. right? Uh, it well, and it's nice yeah. because you're suspending judgment. This isn't for yeah. anybody else. It's not for publication, whatever. Mm-hmm. Get Just get it out and and... 
And, I, and I'm happy that you're not censoring yourself. And then it took me a long time to get over that though, because yeah. the whole concept, Well, that's why I didn't, yep. and, and it's why I didn't want you to type it. I didn't want you to yeah. delete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I know. Yeah, People don't like that. People, and I'm like, no, I want you to print them out and write them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 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 I'm, I am very much like in my, in my teaching, I'm very much a digital person, but there's certainly a lot of power to writing, physically writing. And my, my day plan, while I do have the the family calendar, you know, everyone has access so that everyone knows that what's going on in the family. Um, and we all have our different activities, but it's all in the same calendar. I do actually have a two-page spread that I write in what my rocks are um, oh. for the day. And I, I do physically write that out. And I do write my my journal, I do write my self-reflection pages. So um, it, there's, there's just something, there, there's something different about handwriting, mm-hmm. uh, those intentions, those thoughts. And it actually, you know what? Oh, I was writing the other day and I thought about this. I'm like, oh, Steph will love this. When you journal and you write your thoughts down, your hand can't go as fast as your brain. I know, isn't that interesting? So you lose stuff. You lose and, and that's stuff, scary. But it you, forces you to slow down. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it does. really it, does. It, because it if you don't want to lose the stuff, you have to slow it down, right? Um, yeah. And, and Catherine, look that. at you being all insightful. I love this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's what I get to do with my students. It's great fun. <laughs> it's great fun. It is great yeah. fun. It yeah. is. Okay. So I think we're like at an hour. Um, which oh, is wonderful. Already? We no. love chatting, you and I. <laughs> we I love know. chatting together. <laughs> I think you're great. I really I do. I think you're great. <sighs> love okay. <and> hug. <laughs> yes. All right. Enjoy. Yeah. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.